Today is Monday, October 19th, 2020, and it is World Series time, baby. Oh, it is. And you know who's back in the World Series? The goddamn Dodgers. <laughs> the Dodgers. The Dodgers are back for the first time since uh, 2018. It's been a while for them. Uh, yeah, and it's <laughs> the third time in the last few years, and... Dodgers fans probably were saying, third time's a charm. Third time in four years. I'm your host, CJ. With me today as a special co-host is Aiden, uh, sitting in for Derek, who has a hectic schedule. And so. uh, I'm honored to be on the, the show for the first time. You should be honored. You're probably and I'm, I'm filling in for, for you know, it is the biggest... Um, to, <laughs> I gotta say, Derek is. Um, he had some great, great um, predictions, and um, coming in with the the Dodgers, you know. Mm -hmm. Wait, take it away, CJ. You know. <laughs> I, I, I will little, take it. Little little mumble jumble, trying to. Uh, just take it away. I got it. I got it. Uh, so we have Rays Dodgers. The Rays is their first time. Uh, back in the World Series since 2008 when they lost to the Phillies. Uh, in between 2008 and now, they haven't had that much success. Um, a couple decent years. Last year, they were good again. And now, they look just amazing. I mean, both these teams, obviously, they have the best record. In, the Dodgers had the best record in the National League. Rays had the best record in the American League. And now... They both meet in the World Series. Yeah, and the strange thing is this year we had the, ex the extended amount of teams coming in. I think it was eight teams from each division or each league. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even matter. We Sometimes you'll see the uh, wild card make the World Series. It seems like it's been a kind of a trend. But this year you get number ones coming at each other. Yeah, it's been interesting. And obviously last time we... Uh, had an episode was middle of the division series. Yeah, I'm so seeing it's here been a while. October seventh. Yeah, October seventh is almost two weeks. Uh, two weeks ago, just because of some scheduling problems, and now obviously we missed. At that point, we were halfway through um, most of the division series. So uh, obviously the Rays beat the Yankees in five games, and then. You had the Astros uh, beat the A's in four. And then actually you had the Dodgers sweep the Padres. And then Braves swept the Marlins. Sad day for the Marlins. Yeah, and as I recall, you guys are a little high up on those Marlins. And I, as a viewer, I'm, I'm sitting at home, usually in Texas, and I'm like... I get the hype about the Marlins. You guys are saying never, never lost the series, and they beat the Cubs pretty considerably. But I mean, I was looking at those Braves, and I'm, I'm thinking these, these Braves are a different animal, okay? And I, I mean, you guys are not discrediting. I don't, I mean, I don't think I've heard you guys once talk about the Braves, even on that. Uh, podcast on October 7th and I'm like come on man these Braves you look at their their pitching and they get, and they got tons of talent but um and they gave um the Dodgers a run for their money in that 
championship series. Game seven, obviously going on the Dodgers. That game was pretty uh, anyone's game up until the end. And yeah, but those Marlins, you guys are pretty high up on them. What do you guys say about I that Marlins I, blunder of a call? I regret that. <laughs> I was in the moment. I was in the moment, and it just felt right to say. But yeah, Marlins get swept. And then, obviously, like you said, Braves, uh, I don't know what it is about Georgia sports teams, man. They just, <laughs> they they can't win. Yeah, I mean, okay, so if you're looking at Falcons early this year, obviously the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and, man, I couldn't even imagine. It, it, it's almost like us Detroit fans here – we're like, hey, welcome. This is what we've had in the last decade. Yeah. Um, and man, I don't. I hope it doesn't go like that for Atlanta because it really does seem like they got that talent and time has come together. Mm-hmm. Real good for their, their roster. They got tons of youth. They got Acuna, Azuna. Um, pitching. They had an injury. I I do forget the. I still don't remember his name. Yeah, he gets injured against the Marlins, was it? It might have been. Or was it against the Reds yeah, I'm in that gonna, series? He got hurt early on. They had the one starter. Oh, yeah, that was before they, in the regular season. I, yeah. I, I, I do say he gets injured. Um, Somebody did get hurt. But I'm overall, I'm just saying that this Atlanta roster, mm-hmm. it, it, the, the way they're built, I will say that I, I they have to be good for the next few years. Yeah. Um I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah, they, they did choke the series against the the Dodgers, but I, I do see them being good in the next twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Um They're built for the future. Yeah. Uh I and, and that goes with the Rays formula too. I mean they got Charlie Morton, definitely an older player, but I see a lot of youth on that team, too. It's interesting to say they're definitely built different than the Dodgers, mm-hmm. which is a given when you look at those salary caps. <laughs> it's just crazy to me um, the Rays were able to do this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they're they so good. Uh, Mike Soroka. Okay. Braves pitcher. That's the guy that hurt his Achilles. Yeah. Mike Soroka went down. Obviously, I think if the Braves had Mike Soroka, they win that series. Obviously, they were up three one. Uh, and then they had that normal Atlanta meltdown. Let the Dodgers come all the way back. And uh, on the other side, yeah, the Rays just—it's like the Rays were almost built for this season because they have such a good bullpen. And they have great starters too, but they they rely so heavily on that bullpen. Yes, pitching wins you championships, and yeah. that's what they have. And in their series, in the American League Championship Series against Houston, who obviously doesn't have Garrett Cole anymore, Verlander was hurt due to injury; mm-hmm. he was out. And then you were down to Jose Urquidy and Zach Cranky and a bunch of random guys that you've never heard of, and. They have to go against Tyler Glass now, Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, uh, 10 different bullpen arms that can all get intense outs. Yeah. So they were really built 
for this 60-game sprint. Yeah, and interesting where you use the word sprint because um, you look at that postseason scheduling, games every day, mm -hmm. and you can just see how important your bullpen is. Every, some of these games, you you look and you say, hey, these this bullpen, they get they get the start out early and they get to the bullpen and they're already looking tired. You can almost see how the game's going to go on for the rest of the, uh, the night if that bullpen's not doing so hot. Um, we saw a handful of times against the Braves where after they were up 3-1 and they start getting tired in their bullpens game six five and six it it, it just seems that it's not gonna be able um, like their bullpen because it's getting tired they're just not gonna be able to hold on for the rest of the game yeah and you could see that with uh, I could see it with the Yankees in the Tampa series because you have uh, it, it's different with the Rays because they have 10 different guys that can get those big time outs in the playoffs and when you look at certain teams like Atlanta Atlanta has a deep bullpen yes. uh, similar I'd say it's probably top top five bullpen oh yeah and you can see it's better on that Dodgers bullpen but once they get tired it, it you can start to um, almost disregard the talent they have exactly. all together just just because you're tired guys can't pitch three days in a row <laughs> some guys can't pitch two days in a row and you see that when you don't have those high leverage relievers if the Braves don't have Chris Martin and Darren O'Day and uh, Will Smith then you're down to you know guys like Shane Green who's kind of middle of the pack and then after that you're left with nothing and it's the same way for the Yankees that's ultimately why they lost and then the Dodgers they had to just piece it together which was a good job by Dave Roberts but still you look at who the Dodgers have I mean Kenley Jansen was almost lost his closing spot because he was doing so bad and then you have Joe Kelly and then you have the young fireballer Bruce Dargrad all and then I think there's another young arm that I can't think of the name of um yeah, they definitely have some variety in that Dodgers bullpen that is interesting to look at. Like Jensen, mm -hmm. what you're saying, I do find it um, concerning for them looking into this World Series if he's not able to pick it up. I mean, looking ahead. Um, but let's go over and talk about, we are talking about pitching for a little bit. But yeah. How about that raise... Really relying on that long ball, too. The Rays, I don't know if you have the stat. I did not write the stat down. I do but know, I know it the, was over 70%. It was 71.9%. 71.9% of the Rays' runs in the playoffs have come off home runs, which is the highest in baseball history. I saw they the second highest percentage was the 1971 Pirates which was at like 58.3%. Oh my that's, goodness. <laughs> that's completely different. That's almost 72%. You go from 58 to 72. I mean, they just, they hit homers. And they're the most analytically driven team in baseball. And they don't, they're not a team that bunts. They kind of look like it. They kind of act like it, but they don't, they don't bunt. They don't really steal. They don't just move guys over. They don't take that risk. They just, 
they just homer. And they don't even have any guys that really, like, you don't look at a guy in that lineup and say, oh, that guy's going to hit 30, 40 homers. It's just, like, nine dudes that can hit, like, 25 every year. You might be asking, who's their coach? Is it uh, the the YouTuber, um, forgetting his name, he would always go, gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, I can't oh, goodness, I, it's really bugging me that I don't remember. But Ken Murphy. Cam Murphy, don't bunt because you're going to miss out on hitting Dinger. No, that's not their coach, surprisingly, at Tampa Bay. Kevin Cash. You want to talk a little bit about Kevin Cash? Uh, I feel like it's a little interesting um, story with Kevin Cash and uh, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Cash, obviously, you know, former Yankee. Uh, catcher. He won a ring in 2009 with them. Yeah, and, and man, not even too long. Um, and he's in the World Series with Tampa Bay, beating yep. out the Yankees in the postseason, too, with that. I, I could go on about the Yankees. I know you're a Yankees fan. I don't want to. It's all right. I understand. It's been two weeks for me. I, I can, The pain is kind of gone. I mean, for I, now. I don't want to kick you while you're down. I think we all understand coming in that it's already happened but yeah Kevin Cash coming in as the manager I think it's a little interesting to see um kind of reminds me of uh, um Dave Ross kind of deal with uh coming out retiring and being a coach Mm -hmm. pretty fast I mean Dave Ross even faster with the Cubs yeah um he, he was only out of the game two three years maybe yeah just doing broadcasting kevin cash i think retired in 2010 if i have that correctly. yeah and i do have it here that he became the manager in 2015 yeah and he's been there since i think he's been with the race since like 2012 okay yeah and now he's coaching with uh number one seed in the 60 game weird regular season and now mm-hmm. he's here in the world series number one seed goes fights through the entire playoffs and now he's here playing the hopeful i will say dodgers in the <laughs> world series you know what team the rays remind me of from their from their front office all the way down through you know kevin cash and all those players uh, would it be that early Athletics team with Moneyball. All those two. That a little bit. I can see it because just Cause no they have way the same in, style. in the cap space. Yeah, but maybe not. What, what do you got in mind? I they remind me of the twenty seventeen Astros. Okay, catching fire at the right time. Kind, kind of, of catching, kind of like obviously analytically driven. Kevin Cash, obviously former player. Uh, still a very young manager. AJ Hinch was kind of in that same position because I think he took over in 2014, 2015 as well. And just not at tw- in 2017, they didn't, the Astros didn't have like star power. You obviously heard of guys like George Springer and Correa was obviously a highly touted prospect and came up. And then Bregman had a little bit of a cup of coffee and he was on the postseason roster. But everybody on that team, other than Jose Altuve, was pretty much unheard of. Okay, I I do see this as fair. Um, I like the playing style. Basically. I do I do say these teams are definitely playing an, 
I mean, definitely innovation, um, bringing on the new wave of what baseball's definitely looked like in the last five or six years. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see how um, they have implemented um, that new style into their their um, their game, and mm-hmm. to their credit, they're in the World Series because of the great success they've had. Teams have to be able to adapt to the this home run age, this pitching with huge depth in the, in their bullpens and being able to be able to rely on that. So yeah, and probably fire at the right time. Probably the first team to really like win a World Series, I guess with. The cool, just the best part of that team being the bullpen, is that twenty fifteen Royals team. Okay. Oh, and I do remember that bullpen. Yeah, and you remember it well. I mean, yeah. that team in general is really good, but that because they would basically have their pitchers say, "Okay, give us five innings, and then the rest of the game is bullpen." Yeah. Interesting that if you think about that Royals team, completely polar opposite because how they relied on the small ball stealing bases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say the Rays do steal bases, but they do not rely on small ball thinking. They are definitely, <laughs> we can both agree, they're definitely mm-hmm. looking to hit the ball over the fence. But, and, <laughs> well, I mean, what do you guys say about that? I mean, it's definitely, yeah, because the Royals team, they didn't hit homers. They They stole bases. That's the complete opposite of the Rays. The Rays will take a base, here or there, but they're not going to go out there and sack bunt. They're not going to, they're just trying to hit the ball deep. Yeah, they're they trying do to hit the hit ball run either. No, they're not going to hit and run. They just drive the ball into the gap. That's what they do. And then basically it's just get us a lead by the fifth or sixth inning and let the bullpen close it out. Okay. Um. I mean, from here, well, do you have any, uh, direction you I got to go I got towards? some stats. I got okay. some stats to read off. Yeah, and I guess if we were kind of thinking about that championship series, we were kind of talking about the Braves um but we did not really talk about the Astros that much. Mm-hmm. And I have an interesting idea that I came up with. Um so 2020 is the first season the Astros obviously had Following the big scandal, mm-hmm. which course. we've talked about numerous times this season, this interesting season. And another interesting part of this season is that there were no fans in these games to boo these Astros. <laughs> so, when it comes to this 2020 shame tour, I've, I've uh, heard the word to title their uh, interesting uh, season they've had. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this shame tour ending or continuing when fans come back next year? I think that the shame tour might never end. Okay. And I, I think it will haunt these players in, in that regard. I, I think that at this point, the players themselves are over the entire scandal. But once those fans are allowed back in the stands... They are not going to let it go. Yeah. When you travel to places like L.A. or Oakland or New York or Boston or Chicago 
or St. Louis, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it. It's going to be loud. It's going to be hard for them to play through it because every time they come up to a plate, they're going to hear banging on trash cans and they're going to hear cheater and all this stuff. And I'm interested to see how they react to it. I want to see if it affects their play or if they're yeah. able to just kind of I mean, tune it out. Yeah, I mean, you could look at their stats and just having, you could just tell that people were living rent-free in those Astros heads. Yeah. When you look at those stats, they all, those batting averages, they went down. Mm -hmm. um, of course, people had all the excuses of like, okay, some of them coming off injuries. Past that, you can definitely tell there's a mental uh, aspect of this uh, scandal coming out and coming into the season. I don't think they were as sharp and as mentally the right place an athlete should be mm -hmm. going into competitions like this. So it will be interesting to see how the mental aspect will go into uh, next year. I mean, yes, they lost, so maybe they come back with a little bit of vengeance coming back, but that's definitely going to be a uh, thing to see next year. Oh, yeah. There's going to probably be a chip on their shoulder, but I'm interested to see how they can handle it and see what those fans do for them. Uh, so, obviously, let's talk about this World Series coming up. I have a couple interesting things to say. Okay. So, eight teams in MLB history have been down 3-1 and came back. Uh, Dodgers were the ninth team now. The last four teams to come back down 3-1 have won the World Series. Hmm. Well, uh, that's an interesting way to uh, look at it. I mean, what was the, do you have the last team by any chance on I there? I do not have the okay, last so. I mean, it it kind of reminds me of basketball a little bit when that's kind of the last thing I remember is LeBron James coming down 3-1 against mm -hmm. the Warriors. And, and that is one that I think as a sports fan comes to mind just because how that Warriors team was built. But um, I, I can definitely see the psychology around a 3-1 and then coming back with with just the underdog mindset and nothing to lose every game back against the wall and mm -hmm. being able to just propel towards winning a championship, winning winning every day like it's our last because it is. So I, I can see the Dodgers taking this momentum and really taking off and doing a lot of damage in this For World sure. Series. Because, like, I mean, on the opposite side, the Rays, the Rays were up 3-0 on the Astros. And they went to Game 7. And they won it, uh, not really handily, but they won 4-2. You know, mm -hmm. they had a big lead, and then they kind of let it go, made it 4-2, and then they were able to hang on. So you have the Dodgers who are coming in really hot. You know, bad start in the CS, but... Come back down 3-1. They're feeling it. And then the Rays almost let it slip away. They were up 3-0 yeah. and almost ended up going home. So I think if you're just looking at momentum, it, it the Dodgers have all the momentum. Yeah. 
Um, that is interesting to say because it almost seems like these teams have to be psychologically geared to be in these games where they matter, and then when they matter, they'll start performing because 3 0, you get up, and then you, you throw the next three. But that game seven, you have to be geared because it's an elimination game. Mm-hmm. They win. Same side as the Dodgers, they have to be geared in the psychological sense of they have to be playing to lose almost, or playing not to lose, you know, because um, they're, they're down 3-1 three, three and they came back. So it's going to be interesting to see if something like that happens where a team, let's say, Dodgers come out win a couple games and Tampa Bay has to be on that mindset of win or go home. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. It's interesting to see how these teams have been really streaky like that in that regard of being on that psychological sense. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, another thing. Two more stats. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have like two it. more stats, and then I have a question at the end. So, the Rays and Dodgers. Uh, they play similar style of baseball, both very analytically driven. Uh, so, on one side, you have the Dodgers, who, 2020 payroll for the Dodgers, $225 million. That's a the, lot of bread. That is a lot of bread. <laughs> the Rays payroll in 2020, $75 million. Man. $150 million difference in payroll between these two teams and they're both in the world series i i really like that set because it really does put a perspective on these roster accumulations Mm -hmm. just because you you think of tampa bay you don't really think of someone eating cap up um because there's not yeah and you look at dodgers and that's exactly what story you got players like mookie Betts, kershaw taking up cap space and you got tons of players that are probably averaging two or three times more than the Rays' annual contract. So it's definitely uh, a storyline that should be noted. And what's the next stat you got for me? So, uh, so that's this, all I got to say. This stat is for Game 1. So Game 1 starters, I have been announced. Obviously, game's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You have Clayton Kershaw going up against Tyler Glasnow. Kershaw and Glasnow compared to each other ERA wise. So this year, twenty twenty, Kershaw has a two point one six ERA. Tyler Glasnow has a four point zero eight ERA. Kershaw's career ERA is two point four three. Glasnow's career ERA is four point four three. Yeah, well I will say that career ERA is a little it's getting better for a glass. I always put it that way because I, I, I don't like the... It's not particularly just... Um, like, you look at glass now, you don't think of him as a... That, I don't think that defines him well, mm-hmm. that ERA. I think you can agree he's definitely a really oh, yeah. quality pitcher. And that ERA kind of doesn't really give Doom justice. So, uh, I will say that this matchup is the matchup I wanted to see for this game one. Um, if that was where you were leading towards for that stats mm-hmm. for those two pitchers, but 
Um, I'm excited to see what Morin's got because he's definitely made a name for himself these last couple of years. Expect um, now being in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I'm really seeing if Glasnow uh, is going to come up, um, and I feel like he has a really big moment here. I mean, Kershaw too. He's he's always had the. Um, the, the the bad voodoo. I mean, he, he does not have anything defending him when you look at stats, yeah. looking at those championships and looking at those couple World Series the Dodgers have been in. And he does have another time to prove himself. Um, it, I want to see, I want to see which one's going to prove himself mm-hmm. to be the better picture. It's kind of a, a, a game where these pitchers can really do themselves a lot of justice in this game oh, one yeah. and make a not only for a game one or for their own individual um achievements but for a team to go up one game i think will really help with these teams yeah and the one number era obviously isn't a great stat to use to really determine if somebody's a good pitcher or not but the playoff eras for kershaw and glasnow four three one for kershaw and 5.47 for Glass now. Hmm. Okay, so they've had... That, those stats tell me they've had um, not the <laughs> ace um, stat line yeah. that, that these two pitchers are probably um, used to having, but um, right. we'll see. Those those stat lines... I mean, Kershaw's had a couple starts, and he had a couple ones that are not as good. So He's actually been pretty good this postseason. He has a three three two ERA this postseason, and then Glasnow's is four point six six so far. But both of them are two and one, so they do get wins. Glasnow gets a lot of run support, and Kershaw has been better. But historically speaking, Kershaw is at his worst in the playoffs when it is in the World Series. Right. So I'm interested to see if Glassnow can get, you know, five, six clean innings. Yeah, at least get, like, a quality start maybe. Yep. So, but obviously I'm excited to see Bueller. Bueller is a historically good pitcher in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then Morton has been stellar. Oh, to say the least. Yeah. And <laughs> Especially then, in the elimination games, just like yep. we saw. Man, Morton is very yeah, impressive. In game seven, he pitched and he shoved. He was he went five and two thirds, and I don't even think he allowed a run. No, he did not. And then Snell is good, but he hasn't had great postseason numbers either. But he's also had some years where he was not fully healthy in the playoffs and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know if you have any more stats or anything else to mention. Um, just I guess a stat um would be. Dodgers made World Series the last couple years. Or not a couple of years, but two yeah. times since, what was it? 2017. 20, yes, 2017 made World Series against the Astros. Lost 2018 and go against the White so- or <clears throat> Red Sox. rather. They also lose. Dave Roberts was manager for both those teams. Interesting to say. Now third time around in 2020. And that's uh, another, it's kind of st- another stat. Um... Interesting because the Dodgers have lost two World Series and now they have another opportunity to go World Series here. Um, I don't know what do you, what do you guys say about the Dodgers making the World Series 
couple times, and now they have the third time already. I think, never, yeah. What do you guys say about that? I think the Do- I think if I'm a Dodgers fan, I am. If I'm thinking to myself, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's my water just skews from a water bottle. You're good. That was your water bottle was a little excited. Uh, if I'm a Dodgers fan, I am probably shitting my pants because I know. As a Yankee fan, I know how terrifying it is to play the Rays because they are uh, they just dominate because I don't know what I don't know what is, I don't know what it is with them. Uh, I'm looking at that series and thinking, well, if the Dodgers are not winning by like the sixth or seventh inning, you might as well just you might as well just forfeit at that point and go for game two. You know, the next game. Yeah. It is uh, interesting to know that these Rays handled a team like the Yankees where they, they have that salary cap. So they, they've they definitely proven themselves to be able to beat a team that is built similar to the Dodgers in that regard, mm-hmm. that we can beat the big dogs because we have talent and we have the mindset that we can do it. Yeah. Uh... I have one question to ask before we get into our series prediction. Okay. If you could guarantee one World Series win and only one World Series win for your favorite team over the next 15 years, would you do it? I saw this question on Twitter and it made me think. Man. Because, you know, you could be real selfish thinking... Yeah, we're going to do it, but maybe we'll be like the Cubs and not win for another 108 years. Man, that's a real good question. Uh, it's like you look at it as as a Tiger fan. Okay, that's, that's you that look, is Obviously, you look at it as a Tigers fan. I look at it as a Yankees fan. Tigers have obviously been to two World Series Yeah, while we have been alive, 2006 and 2012, and they got swept in both of them. So, and they haven't won a World Series since 1984. So you're going on almost 40 years without a World Series win. And without a World Series game win. Not even, can't even win a game when you're there. They obviously look pretty good. Yeah. For the future. I'll say, I'll say yes. Just because, I don't know if I'll ever even get the opportunity to even get a World Series win, so in my lifetime, so I'll say yes. I think you have to guarantee it. You I, have to go for it. I, it really d- does depend on the history of your team. I really, mm-hmm. you would have to really look backwards before you look forward to something like that. So, as a Tigers fan, I will say yes. I have waited 11 years since the last World Series win, which is not a long time at all, but. I think with the way that I've seen the Yankees play over the last few years, over the last basically 11 years, I have to say yes because I just need to win one to so that I know it's possible for it to happen again. Uh, yeah, and I will say there is a – I feel like you can uh, create that question to make it a little bit more interesting. Like, okay, yeah, your team will win the next 15 years, but how about you a little skew it a little bit and you're like, hey, how about – 
they'll win the next 15 years, but after 15 years, they won't win for 100. <laughs> yeah, if, that, if it was that, then I'm saying no. I'll take my chances and just say, okay, I'll just take a it, it, it competitive will, it, team. <laughs> I feel like you can make it a little bit like, okay, so you get the win, but you have to sacrifice something. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't really seem like that question was sacrificing much. No, you don't sacrifice much. It basically is just... Like, if you're the, you know, Marlins or you're an A's fan who's suffered for so long, it's like, okay, I can guarantee you win one World Series and only one World Series in the next 15 years. Like, they're going to take it. Oh, yeah. Uh, With that being said, World Series time. Oh, yeah. What do you got? Well, looking at two teams and... They, Dodgers, they face a little bit more adversity than people would expect, and the Rays, they were a little bit more dominant than teams mm-hmm. would expect. So, um, I guess I'll just go in with my prediction right off the bat, and then we can kind of work our way backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take the Dodgers, and I'm going to take them in six games. And I guess I uh, will go with yours, and then I can talk myself through my pick. I, I guess it's a good way to go through that one. I, when I look at these two teams, obviously, like I said, the Rays are an absolute nightmare. If you've never played them before, you don't know what to expect. Uh, the Rays have probably faced a little bit more adversity. Uh, they only sw- they swept the Blue Jays, obviously, in the wild card series, and then went to five games against the Yankees and then went to seven games against the Astros. The Dodgers swept the Brewers, then they swept the Padres, but then they came back down 3-1 to beat the Braves. So I think the Dodgers have the momentum, but the Rays have also faced a little bit more adversity. Yes. But they played more games. That bullpen's a little bit... uh, They're not as rested. Uh, They have an extra day. Uh, than the Dodgers do, but I'm going with the Dodgers in seven. Okay. I don't think there's any way that this series goes less than seven games, unless it's the Rays that win. Okay. And I do think it, it's going to be a longer series. I don't think one team's going to have uh, the the other team by the throat. Mm-hmm. Um, then when I look at the Dodgers, I look at the lineups, and I look at the quality of their uh their players mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's the very simple way to put it um you have players like monkey bets maybe particularly haven't had the the perfect mvp uh quality postseason but um you got cory seager justin turner mike muncie will smith Dollinger. <laughs> it's almost too good to be true um this lineup I feel like it's going to be the determining factor in the series. Even though pitching wins you games, I I think all of baseball fans can really agree on that. I think these line I think the lineup disparity will be the difference. Mm-hmm. Um I guess looking on the flip side, there has been some hot players on that race team in that lineup like Randy um man, how do you say this? Rose Arena. Rose Arena. My nightmare. He's been on fire, but I don't know. 
it's kind of asking too much for him to be on fire through the entire World Series. Uh, uh, we'll see. But what do you guys say about um, these two teams? And what will be? Why do you got the Dodgers taking it in seven? What was your? I, what are your factors? I think the Dodgers' experience in a World Series will help. Uh, obviously, the Rays have never been there. Well, at least none of the players that are on the Rays have. Um, I'd say... Well, I think Morton has been... Morton, uh, yeah. Morton won in 2017, actually. Other than him, I don't think anybody has. Yeah, I think that's fairly safe to say. Yeah. Uh, the Dodgers have a better lineup. I think that's obvious. The Rays have a better pitching staff altogether. Oh, yeah. The Dodgers... Pitching staff has been good, obviously, but I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna chalk this one up to a better lineup and more World Series experience because you have a guy like Mookie Betts who's actually won a World Series. The rest of them, uh, other than being in a World Series, haven't. Joe Kelly also has a World Series win, and I think other than that, there isn't anybody who has gotten that ring. Just a lot of guys with two losses. Okay. So I, I, I do think that's a fair prediction for mm-hmm. looking at the Dodgers because they definitely got the experience. Yeah. And the Braves do have the better pitching and uh, bullpen all together. Um, and yeah, seven games is very fair. I mean, these teams, it's not like one <laughs> looks way better. So mm-hmm. I think that's a fair assessment of that. And. I guess uh, one question I can have is, who do you think the World Series MVP will be? <sighs> That's tough. I I would say that if the if the Dodgers are going to win this World Series, they need at least two wins from Kershaw and Bueller. Because mm-hmm. you need one of the... Because Kershaw is starting game one, so he's starting at least two games as long as you don't get swept. Bueller is most likely starting at least one game and coming out of the bullpen in one another one in one other game. If you can get one win from Bueller and two wins from Bueller and two wins from Kershaw or at least one win from Kershaw, you're probably going to win this World Series. And just to make it extra fun, Clayton Kershaw is the World Series MVP. Wow. Well, <laughs> he, he just uh, he's gonna rewrite history for him a little bit right there mm-hmm. and. As a baseball fan, Kershaw, you can hate him, you can love him, but honestly, I think you would like to see him win a World Series champion at least once. Uh, I don't know if I can chalk him up as World Series MVP, though. (laughs) Just being realistic, uh, I really think I'm going to give it to Mookie Betts. I think that's mm-hmm. a, a safe pick. He hasn't had the average this postseason, but he's a player like Mookie Betts. He can, he's won an MVP. He's had World Series experience. Um, Why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, that's a good one. I feel like it's a little... Just a little bit more realistic over Clayton Kershaw. Oh, for sure. Um, I will say one thing about Derek and how he had a funny prediction about the L.A. Dodgers winning the World Series Game 7. I want to say extra innings. 
Was it Bellinger or was I it think Seager? It was Bellinger. It might have been Corey. I think it was Corey Seager. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a worthy mention of Derek's yeah. little prediction he had. And hey, he might have another podcast before the end of this World Series. Who knows? If it so, goes seven, we might have to. Yeah. Well, um, what else we got to talk about this? little preview for this World Series. I think that's it, unless you have anything. I don't have anything else to say. Um, I guess uh, Dave Roberts, Kevin Cash, nah. We talked about the managers. We talked about some of the series. Um, I don't think it's worthy to do a look forward for some of these teams that lost in the postseason. We'll save that for the off-season yeah, episodes. We, so, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair spot to leave off. All right, sounds good. We'll be back, hopefully, one more episode uh, during the World Series, depending on how long it goes. Hopefully longer, because I am really anticipating a great series between these two. It's going to be great. I can feel it. It's going to be amazing. All right, that's it. We'll see you later.